right, guys. We are back. And, uh, start over. All right, guys. WrestleMania is officially over. It was a amazing uh, two days of wrestling, if you ask me. Um, a lot of people seem to be somewhat unsatisfied with the second night. Um, I, however, do not at all share the same opinion. Um, I am extremely impressed with both nights. I'm impressed with the performers, the people behind the scenes. Everyone did a excellent job, if you ask me. Uh... But we're going to start off with uh, night one, and we're going to hit the big storyline from night one, and that is Sami Zayn, Kevin Owens versus the Usos for the Undisputed Tag Team Championship. Um, in our first episode, we kind of touched on the whole story and situation of uh, the storyline, the biggest storyline in wrestling, if you ask me. Uh even slightly bigger than Cody Rhodes and Roman Reigns from a intricate story perspective. And um, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn did what they set out to do, and they defeated the Usos. Now, I'm going to be honest here. I did not think KO and Sami deserved to win that match I know what you're thinking bro you gotta be crazy nobody deserves it more than them and I'm not talking about the performers themselves not deserving it I'm referencing the characters and here's why they don't deserve it it's exactly what Jey Uso said on Smackdown the Usos are blood. They're family. They are a real tag team. KO and Sammy, they're best friends, brothers, whatever you want to call them. They've known each other for a long time. They've grown up in the wrestling industry together. I get all of that. But Kevin Owens is one of the most treacherous wrestlers in history. He always turns his back on his friends, teammates, partners. All right. I mean, him and Shawn Michaels and like, you know, I think Shawn Michaels is one of the greatest of all time. But they always turn on their partners. Always. Even when Shawn Michaels and Triple H got back together and it was like, you know, the older version of DX. And they had like a triple threat match for the tag team titles. I mean, not for the tag team championships, for the WWE championship. Uh, Triple H, Shawn Michaels, and John Cena. From the moment the match started, Shawn Michaels, super kicks, Triple H, out of the ring. This is the type of character that Kevin Owens also is. All right, let's not forget back in NXT what he did to Sami Zayn. After that amazing match that he had, he powerbombed Sami on the apron, Puts him out of commission. His best friend finally makes it. And from jealousy, Kevin Owens decides, 
he's going to beat him up. But that's your brother? Kevin Owens was best friends with Chris Jericho. And then they had the celebration of friendship. And what does Kevin Owens do? He presents a new uh, list of Jericho to Chris Jericho. And Jericho is so excited. We're all so excited. We all are so happy for this moment with the two of them. And then Jericho realizes that the first name on this new list is Chris Jericho. And he asks, well, why is my name on the list? And Kevin Owens proceeds to beat the shit out of him. But y'all best friends. Jealousy, once again. Kevin Owens briefly joined the New Day. And quickly betrayed them as well. So you see where I'm getting at here? Kevin Owens is not a character to be trusted. The moment his partner, teammates, friends, brother is getting more attention and more opportunities than he is, he will betray them in the worst ways possible. Beat them up in the worst ways possible. Potentially career-ending beatdown that he provides. But I'm supposed to believe that Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn should be able to topple the bloodline, the Usos, the brothers, the family. So no, I don't. I didn't think that uh, the characters, Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens, deserve to win that match. But they did, and the match in ring was absolutely amazing. Like it, it, it was just amazing. I mean, you talk about pouring emotion into a match like you know in wrestling we have matches and they're just sometimes the match is just amazing like you know the performers have the right timing they do the right moves they do all the right things but then you have these matches where all of that stuff exists but then you pour emotion and storytelling into it and that is what this tag team title match had it not only was the best the, the best match wrestling-wise, on the night, but it also had a lot of emotion into it. From the entrances of the Usos, presenting themselves as the confident defending champions, the confident family, to KO and Sammy coming out. And Kevin Owens seemed to be one of the more emotional people in this entire match than anyone else. I will admit that. I mean, he came out, and you can just see the excitement on his face. Even when he's waiting for Sammy to come out, he's, like, so fired up in his body. He just can't wait. He's, like, constantly looking back, like, come on, Sammy, come on, let's go. Sammy finally comes out, and he's just, you know, excited as possible. The crowd goes crazy. 
lots of emotion in this match. And the storytelling that has gone on for the last couple of months was prevalent inside of this match. You could see all the different, you know, beats up until the beginning, even at the beginning. All right. First, they start off with Jimmy and Sammy. And Sammy and Jay, who's on the apron, they're looking at each other. And Jimmy is like, bro, you want some of this? Like, all the stuff he done did, truthfully, I think you need to be his ass right now. And Jay's just staring a hole through Sammy. And he's like, you know what? You're right. Tag me in. And they go right after each other, you know? Because this is kind of where the conflict is, like, the biggest act between Sammy and Jay Uso. So, again, very, very good in-ring storytelling from this match. And that's what made it probably one of the, the best matches in the entirety of WrestleMania. Um, as far as the finish goes, again, the, the storytelling was completely built into this finish. You got Sami Zayn hitting Jay with the Huluva kick, the first one, mind you, because he hit him with three. Hits him with the first Huluva kick, and he catches him and holds him and looks at him forehead to forehead, basically pouring all the frustration from the last couple of months into Jay Uso. I mean, and this is just a huge moment because this is the moment when we kind of realize. Oh, shit. This is about to be over. When Sammy is holding Jay in his arms, lifeless, and he's looking down at him, and he's just, you know, this is for all the things that I've gone through, and he picks him back up and throws him into the corner and hits him with another one and then hits him with another one. This is the type of storytelling. This is why we watch pro wrestling, all right? It's not because we like to watch these fake moves and fake this and fake... No. It is because of the storytelling, the story, the culmination of the stories, the continuation of the stories. That is why we watch every week. And this match was a prime example of that. All right. If you're not into professional into professional wrestling, go and go and watch this match at WrestleMania, the main event at WrestleMania. Watch the promo and then watch the match. And then you will understand why people are so involved. Okay. Because this match was about pure emotion. And again, the performers, these are four people literally doing their job at the highest level possible. And that is what this industry is about. It's about going out there, putting on the, the best possible show. All right. In front of 80,000 people, mind you, they pretty much wrestled a perfect match. So, yeah, congratulations to KO and Sami Zayn. Um, congratulations to the Usos. You know, congratulations for all parties involved and uh, making this match out to be everything we could have possibly hoped for when we imagined uh, the conclusion of this. Again, being a fan of the Usos, the bloodline, um, 
I wanted them to win. And also, again, like I said, I thought character-wise, KO and Sammy don't didn't deserve the win. So now, once the match was over, I'm like, okay, cool, that's great, great moment. Uh, but as far as I'm concerned, the clock ticks on how long it's going to take before Kevin Owens becomes jealous of Sami Zayn's popularity and or opportunities and turns his back on him. I could be wrong. Maybe a year from now, they're still together. But I don't think a tag team that's potentially going to be done in six months should have beaten the greatest tag team of all time. Um, and that's just me. But I was completely satisfied with the ending, despite it not ending exactly how I wanted it to. And that's because, again, the storytelling was just so immaculate. It was amazing to watch. So another amazing match, an amazing story from night one of WrestleMania was Dominic Mysterio versus Rey Mysterio. <laughs> um, and this is one of the other kind of uh, interesting and intense storylines that was going on uh, over the past couple months. I mean, you got Dominic Mysterio, the legendary Rey Mysterio's son, in a heel faction, the Judgment Day, and, you know, he's pretty much just being a asshole son, saying that his dad was a deadbeat dad because he didn't, he wasn't there for his soccer games and all this and all that, you know, the typical dad's not in the house type of thing. And he just would attack and disrespect Rey Mysterio over and over and over again, you know, just being the absolute worst son possible. And I will admit, Dominic has done a great job at that. Dom, Dom has grown completely into his own with uh, being a heel. And honestly, I feel like, I feel like the blueprint for a lot of up-and-coming wrestlers, at least in the WWE, should be these heel runs, it teaches them how to act and react freely with the crowd. Because as a babyface, it feels like a lot of them are restrained uh, just due to the nature of being a babyface character. Whereas as a heel character, it kind of opens, you, opens yourself up to experiment. The crowd says something. You know, there's multiple ways that you can react. You can react like an asshole. You can react comical. You can react kind of surprised, frustrated, angry. Whereas with a face, your reactions is kind of the same. You just react in a way that a good guy would react. And being a heel has opened Dominic up to so many character enhancements, you know? He went from being, like, this kind of, like, golf kid in the Judgment Day to they did the whole thing where he went to jail and then he's basically turned himself into prison Mike from the office, you know, at least his own version of it, you know? And he gets to play with it. He gets to make jokes on himself. Babyface characters do not do that. 
they don't necessarily clown on themselves much off, you know, pretty often. Whereas Dom, you know, the famous line of, I won't make it in jail. That's not something a baby face would say, you know, but it enhanced Dominic as a character, him, you know, harboring on himself, enhanced him as a character. So now we're at WrestleMania and now they have this, you know, father son match. And the storytelling in this, again, is fantastic. There are very few instances in sports and uh, even in television where a father, son, mother, daughter gets to work with each other. And not only do they get to work with each other, but they get to work with each other on the highest possible level in their profession. Do you know how difficult that is? It's hard enough to do that by yourself, let alone for you to do it so well that you're in the position where now your son is able to do it with you. And not only is your son able to do it with you, but he's also doing it at a high level to the point where it's not even like a thing where it's like, oh, you're only here because of your dad. Now, let's let's be serious, right? Dominic would not necessarily be in the WWE at this point in his career if it wasn't for Rey Mysterio. However, he has worked his ass off to get into the position of being able to be at WrestleMania. And from their entrances all the way up until the end of the match, once again, amazing storytelling. And... I was just honestly completely impressed by uh, Dominic. I mean, he plays his character extremely well. I mean, the antics that he has done throughout the year, showing up for <laughs> Thanksgiving dinner and, you know, getting into a fight with Ray and Christmas and the Hall of Fame and all of these, you know, asshole things he's done, it continued. You had his mother and his sister in the crowd. I also believe, I'm not sure, but I also believe uh, Dominic's fiance was in the crowd too. There was another woman there who I did not recognize but was talking to Aaliyah fairly often. And she seemed pretty, like, uh, excited about the situation. Like, she seemed like she was out of her element or whatnot. I think that might have been his fiance. Nevertheless, uh, you had the whole family there. And... He made a point to interact with the family, all right? At one point, he goes over to Aaliyah. He grabs her drink and chucks it in her face. And I'm sitting there flabbergasted, like, completely shocked that he just did that to his sister. Like, and this is the type of things that these that heel characters get to do that develops long-term confidence within the person playing the character. And of course, it set Ray's off. It set Ray, Ray Mysterio off, and he, you know, beats him up and everything. Um, but this was just great. Even the addition of um, the Judgment Day, you had Finn and Damian Priest come out there, which we all saw that coming. And then you had uh, Legado del Fantasma, now the LWO, come out to help with you know the the interference or whatnot. Like it was just great. And then you had. What's his name? Bad Bunny. In a fair, he takes a, 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 a chain that Dominic had wrapped around his hand that he was going to use to hit Ray, snatches it from him. Amazing storytelling. All right. 
you have all of these different entities working with each other, a lot of different storylines. You have the whole Hispanic, uh, you know, storyline as well going on. It's like a whole nother sub storyline that's happening in here. All right. You got uh, the, the elder Hispanics not tolerating the disrespect of a legend by their son. Okay. Not tolerating it. Santos Escobar, not tolerating the disrespect. Bad Bunny, not tolerating the disrespect. This just goes to show you how important Rey Mysterio is to wrestling. It was amazing. And I was really proud of uh, Dominic and Rey. And I feel like there are moments in the match where you can tell that they were proud of themselves and of each other and of the moment that they were in. And that is important. It's important because wrestling is hard. And that was a hard thing to do. Like, you got LeBron James right now hoping, praying, and wishing that he is healthy enough, still good enough to play with his son when his son is eligible for the NBA. You got him hoping and praying that his son is good enough and healthy enough that they can play at the same time in the NBA. This is not something easy to do. And Rey Mysterio and Dominic Mysterio have managed to get both of themselves on the highest level at the exact same time at WrestleMania. That should be commended. So props to the Mysterios, Rey, Dom, the whole family, the Judgment Day, everybody who was involved with this storyline. Rhea Ripley, okay? Because Rhea's character work has pushed Dominic's character work. The Judgment Day as a whole has done wonders for everyone involved, unfortunately, except for Damian Priest. It hasn't hurt him, but I can't really pinpoint anything significant that he has gotten out of the group as of yet. Maybe this is his year. But as of right now, hasn't done much for him. So, again, we're mainly focusing on, like, the big story points of WrestleMania. There are obviously a lot of other matches. Um, but they weren't necessarily extremely story-driven. So, for example, like we said, Rhea Ripley, Rhea, and um, Charlotte. Fantastic match. I, were, I was uh, expecting an amazing match. But even then, it was... More amazing than I uh, had imagined, honestly. And, yeah, I mean, really, that's all there is to say as far as that goes. Uh, again, we're mainly focusing on the stories. And there wasn't much story to this uh, match, unfortunately. Um, this is one of those situations where uh, a little bit of storytelling would have enhanced this match even more. But nevertheless, it was a fantastic match that I thoroughly enjoyed. So Logan Paul and Seth Rollins was another match. And there was some story here, I would say, like a little bit. Not too, too much. Um, Logan Paul eliminated Seth Rollins from the Royal Rumble. Uh, Seth talked trash about him. Logan didn't like it, so then he interfered in the Elimination Chamber and cost Seth Rollins that match. And then, you know, we got to this match at WrestleMania. Again, not a lot of storytelling, but, you know, a little bit. 
but yeah, another really, really excellent match on night one. Um, I was not surprised by how great the match was. I think Seth Rollins is one of the greatest wrestlers of all time. He can have a five-star match with anybody, all right? That's how amazing Seth Rollins is. And Logan Paul, honestly, he continues to impress and amaze. Um, I am not a fan of Logan Paul at all, the person. Um, but the wrestler is amazing. Like, I mean, this just goes to show you, if you have respect and you are athletic, you know, you can probably be really good at uh, professional wrestling if you put in the time. I know he had an interview where he was like, yeah, he doesn't train and just stand up there. That's bull. All right, men train, and you can tell in his performance, okay? This is not a sport, it's not a profession where you can not train and be as amazing as Logan Paul is. And he is amazing, if I'm being honest with you. Um, long term, I don't know what the plan is for him, honestly. I'm not sure how you, you know, justify doing anything crazy with him, like putting, you know, one of the championships on him. But, uh, yeah, props to Logan, props to Seth. I will say about Seth Rollins, I would love to see him in the main event of WrestleMania next year. I think he is long overdue for a main event WrestleMania match. And I think there's no one on the roster more deserving than Seth Rollins. Um, he always takes one for the team. He did it last year against Cody. Uh... So, yeah, props to Seth. Hopefully he gets uh, what he deserves. We also had the, this is in no order, obviously. We also had the Fatal 4-Way match, the Fatal 4-Way tag team match. Again, no story on that uh, really revolving around this. Um, It was just a match, and I am completely fine with that. There was a lot of people that was like, oh, this is such a pointless match, and this and that, and what? Like, so what? All right. A lot of you play WWE 2K. I'm sure if you have played universe mode and you have gone through a full season and you've gotten to WrestleMania, you've probably had one or two matches on the card that was it was just a match. You had people who you felt should have been on WrestleMania, but you didn't necessarily build some sort of storyline for them. So you just put them in a match together because they're great wrestlers and this is wrestling and you want to have a fire wrestling match. And that's what they did. That tag team match was amazing, to no surprise. All right, and it showcased, which is what it was called. It was called a showcase. It showcased the talent that didn't necessarily have something to do and set them up for a successful, you know, rest of the year. All right, Dawkins from the Street Poffords, he probably got the most out of that match. He got to showcase himself as at minimum, on the same level with Montez Ford. And, yeah, I appreciated that. I appreciated Chad Gable. I appreciated everybody in that match. It was fantastic. So we're going to move on to night two. Night two also had, uh, you know, women's fatal four-way tag team match. And, once again, I thought the match was good. You know, uh, they did a good job. Uh, it, again, showcased the... Wrestlers, the teams. I like the fact that um, I like the fact that a lot of the teams actually did tag team moves. Way too often do these 
you know, mash together tag teams, specifically the women tag teams, if I'm being honest, but a lot of male tag teams do this as well, where they just, like, they're not even real tag teams. They don't even have the same attire. They also don't do tag team moves. But in this match, these women had matching attires for the most part, with the exception, I think, of Chelsea Green and uh, Sonya. But they also did tag team moves, moves where it involved both people. I hate watching tag teams where all they do is tag in and out, and all their moves are just their single single match uh, moves, and that's it. These women put in the effort to, you know, make sure that they were a tag team, doing moves together, no matter how simple they are. All right, I don't care if you Irish whip somebody into your tag team partner and they all they do is clothesline them. At least it's a tag team move versus you tagging in and just clotheslining them. That's that's like what? So again, props to them. Great match. Love the tag team aspect of it. Hopefully some of these tag teams stick and gel and you know, we can get this women's tag division kind of up and running cuz it's been stale since its inception if I'm being honest. So now the Intercontinental Championship match, Sheamus, Drew McIntyre, and the ring general, Gunter. This was, it was, it might have been the best match of the night. Arguably, you can make that conclusion. Um, I mean, we all knew when, when what we were getting into when this match was kind of announced that they were going to really beat each other up <laughs> you know i joke and say that like these are probably the three men that i would rather not have a wrestling match with because all of their stuff hurt all right it's all body attacks and slaps and stuff that's gonna hurt for real for real and i appreciated literally every second of this match the back and forth, back and forth. It was just amazing. And again, there was some story here. You have the whole storyline between Drew and Sheamus, how they were uh, frenemies and now, you know, partners in a stable for a little bit and best friends. and But they want the same thing, and that's the Intercontinental Championship. And there's only one belt, so now what do we do? You know, they battle back and forth over, the, over, the, over who's going to fight Gunter at WrestleMania. And, uh, you know, we get to the point where we're just going to have a triple threat match. And then you have Gunter, this dominant intercontinental champion who, you know, rightfully so is upset that he got to fight two of the best people on the roster to defend his belt. All right. To solidify his spot. All right. And Gunter is just slowly rising, rising, rising to the top. All right. He was one of the finalists in the uh, Royal Rumble. Uh, I think he was, was him and Cody at the end. So, you know, it shows that he is on the path of uh, success in the WWE. And this match was just amazing. Completely amazing. Um, the finish was completely amazing. Uh, he powerbombed Sheamus onto Drew McIntyre and then powerbombed Drew McIntyre for the finish. And congrats, Gunter. I mean, he completely deserves every bit of praise that as he should i mean he's amazing i said earlier that i think seth rollins should be in the main event of wrestlemania next year i think it should be against gunter how that storyline works out plans out who's the face who the hill i don't know i don't care but <laughs> i think gunter and seth rollins 
are deserving as of right now. You know, we it's a we have a whole year until next year's WrestleMania. Um, so we do not know what the landscape will look like, but they have been the work the workhorses of this past year, I feel like. And um, yeah, props to Gunter. He is amazing. Amazing. And I love his whole transition from from uh, NXT UK all the way up into the main roster of WWE. Man cleaned up his body. He's gotten in shape. He's gotten even better in the ring than he's ever been. And character work is on point. Imperium, Gunter, y'all did y'all thing. Love the entrance. Love everything. Royal Women's Championship, Bianca Belair versus Asuka. Don't have a lot to say about this match. There was not much story. The match was amazing, of course, because it's Oscar and um, Bianca Belair. They're two of the greatest women's wrestlers of all time. I know I keep saying these things, but I truly believe that right now we are in the prime, I would say, of pro wrestling. Um, the greats are the greats, and they will always be great. But I feel like right now we are entering a new land, especially when it comes to women's wrestling. I think the best women's wrestling has ever been is right now, right this second. And it shows with the two title matches that we had. So amazing match. I was completely surprised that Bianca won, if I'm being honest. That is not what I expected. Not even sure if that's what I wanted. But, Yeah. She's still the Raw Women's Champion a whole year now, it seems. And uh, great match, ladies. Uh, again, not much story at all <laughs> in that. Uh, they didn't really build this match the way it should have been. Um, it was just two baby faces facing each other, and they were just kind of being all friendly about it. I hate those, all right, because... In reality, that's just not necessarily how it works, okay? It's just not. But it is what it is. Great match. All right, Snoop Dogg versus The Miz. I'm not even going to really waste too much time on this, okay? But this is, an, this is an example of how difficult wrestling is, okay? Shane McMahon came out there with all the intentions of having a match or whatever that he was supposed to do, and within less than a minute, he... Tore his quad. All right? That's why wrestling is extremely difficult. In front of 80,000 people, he had to go through that embarrassment. He's supposed to fight The Miz, and then instantly, as soon as the match starts, boom, quad torn. Reasons, who knows? Like, you know what I mean? Whatever. But, like, it happened. And it happens. Okay, and that is embarrassing to have that happen in front of 80,000 people, millions watching at home. In your return, mind you, and blessings to Snoop Dogg, who improvised. I don't know if he was, if that was communicated to him or that was just all on the fly or whatever. All, all, everyone involved that salvaged that situation, that whole segment, congratulations, because that was excellent. Okay, completely excellent. Edge versus the Demon Finn Balor. Now, this is a match that I was looking forward to probably, you know, more than anything. I'm a huge fan of Edge. 
Huge fan of Finn Balor. I even got I got an edge tattoo. All right. And now he's telling me Hell in a Cell. And it's the demon Finn Balor. Again, this had a story. Uh, it's kind of dragged, you know. Edge was the leader of the Judgment Day. And, excuse me. And they turned on him. And now Finn is somewhat the leader. And they beat up Beth Phoenix, who's Edge's wife, and all this and that. And, um, you know, now we're at hell in a cell. Again, this story could have ended probably a long time ago. And the match was amazing. It was an amazing hell in a cell match. I absolutely love the character work of the demon. Finn Balor has the ability to become a completely different character, not just visually, but mentally when he becomes the demon. How he acts, his moveset, how he takes moves. I mean, Finn was no-selling a whole lot of stuff. I mean, I think at one point, Edge hit him over the back with a chair, and Finn just, like, stood up and looked at him like, was that supposed to do something? At one point, Edge drop kicks him while he's trapped in the corner by kendo sticks, and the demon, you know, he reacts to the initial impact of the move, but shortly after, he just looks unfazed. Uh, Michael Cole hit it right on the head when he said he looks like one of the zombies from The Walking Dead with this lifeless look in his face. That is amazing to do, especially when year-round, you're playing this whole completely different, like, human character, and then now all of a sudden you're playing like this zombie, and you're like, amazing, and it's believable. Like, I truly believe that Edge had absolutely no chance of beating Finn Balor, the demon Finn Balor. However, that is not what happened. Edge definitely won. Uh, much to my dissatisfaction, I did not want Edge to win that match. As a lifelong Edge fan, I feel like Edge has seen and done it all, and I did not feel like he should be beating, you know, these, like, you know, younger talents like Finn Balor. I feel like Finn is truly amazing and is not used nearly as much as he should be. That being said, a good friend of mine, Dominic, was just like, you know, Finn is the heel. The the babyface has to win sometimes. Like, you know, they especially when the situations, you know, what they did to Beth Phoenix and all the things that they have done to Edge. Um, sometimes, the, you know, you got to defeat your demons. And that's what Edge did. So I can live with that. You know, I was initially devastated. I'm not going to lie. Like, I sat there afterwards just like, wow. Do I even want to finish watching WrestleMania? <laughs> like, that's how defeated I was, you know? But um, great match. Congratulations to Edge. Uh, congratulations to Finn Balor on yet another amazing match. I hope that moving forward that this is his year, that he gets to shine in the light that he has earned and deserved over the last couple of years. Um, so, yeah, great match. I almost forgot about this match, if I'm being honest, and it was the first match on the card. 
It was what it was. I was not necessarily... The match wasn't long enough for me to be impressed with Omos. Um, Brock did what Brock does. He goes in there, he beat him up, and that was that. This this match literally had no story whatsoever. None. None. Omos wanted to fight, wanted to fight Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania. That's the story. That's it. And he just went in there and lost. Brock had a little difficulty, this and that, blah, blah, blah. It was just, it, it was what it was. It was nothing. It was absolutely nothing. Um, which is why it was the first match on the card. You know Brock. He either wants to be the first person on the show or the last person on the show. One of the two, there's no in between. All right. So he wasn't about to sit there for three, four hours to fight Omos in the middle of the match for three minutes. Like, that made no sense for him. And I agree. <laughs> so. Yeah, it was what it was. And now we are at the main event, I believe. Are we? Let me see. And uh, again, I liked a lot of these matches. Um, Night two of WrestleMania, like all of this. Oh, like, it didn't seem that great and this and that. And, like, I just don't get that. I really don't. Okay. Yeah. So, <laughs> I know some of you are like, here we go. But, like, the Undisputed WWE Universal Championship was defended in the main event, Cody Rhodes versus Roman Reigns. And... Now that things have settled down a little bit, maybe everyone's a little bit calmer, but Roman Reigns won. He won, guys. Roman is still the champion. Cody did not finish the story. Or maybe he just didn't finish it yet. And I know. Oh, but... There's no better time than WrestleMania. He's never going to be hotter than he is right now. Here's the thing. All that might be true. That also does not mean that he should have won. Roman is the guy. I was listening to a podcast the other day. I think Bubba Ray Deli maybe was the one talking. And he was saying, like, you know, the way some of these decisions are made it's kind of like, well, is Cody going to do the same thing that Roman's going to do? Is he going to draw the same crowds? Is he going to present the same uh, interesting storylines? And I'm not saying he can't. And the thing is, we will, will never know until he has the belt. However, as you all see, have may have heard, okay, WWE has just been sold. Okay, they were... 51% uh, of it has been sold to Endeavor, the UFC parent company. Roman Reigns has been factored into that. The success that he has had this year, I guarantee you, has been factored into that. And I'm not saying that's the reason why he should have stayed champion. I'm just giving little bits of information. You know, you can make your own opinion assessment of the uh, of it all right but roman is just the guy right now and he's still the guy all right and taking the belt off of him at this moment 
may not be as beneficial to everything as you think. We can still have a change, even with Roman as the champion. And you say, oh, well, how? How? He's fought everybody. Let's relax. Can we wait until this week is over? You realize today is the Monday after WrestleMania. Anything can happen. We can get new faces. Hell, Roman could defend his championship. Unlikely. <laughs> All right. We can also get, uh, finally, the belt split apart. Anything can happen. And I'm not saying, well, oh, let's just wait and see. Let's just wait and see. But at the same time, let's just wait and see. Cody will have his moment. And again, just think about this. Think about, let's, let's think about this for a second, right? What type of president does it set if you are a, you're, you're a wrestler who works for WWE, you don't get what you want, you pout, you leave, you go to another company, you come back, and then they almost instantly give you the belt. And I know you're like, oh, well, Cody came back last year. If he came back last year's WrestleMania and now it's uh, next year's WrestleMania and he got the championship, that's pretty much instant, if you ask me. It's only a year. So, what type of president does that set? It's like everyone thinks that Cody had in his contract, like, yeah, I have to win the WWE Championship at WrestleMania. He probably just wants to be featured as the top, one of the top guys, which he has, all right? Don't feel bad for Cody. And I feel like that's what a lot of people are doing right now. They're feeling bad for Cody. Cody just made a bit of WrestleMania against one of the greatest of all time in an amazing match, mind you. I mean, it was fantastic. And again, the storytelling in the match was amazing. Cody started off kind of really strong, kind of sunning Roman, getting him in all these moves, you know? To the point where Roman had to go out the ring and take a breather for a second. And the pep talk from Paul Heyman is telling. He's here for you. You're not here for him. You're the tribal chief. You're the head of the table. This is you. These people are here for you. Now go in there and smash him. Respectfully, my tribal chief. And Roman listens like, you know what? You're right. He got in the ring and did what he did. And that's because he is the man. And then, of course, we had the interference. And everyone's like, oh, well, why did they interfere and this, that, and the third? And he had to cheat. Bro, are we serious? They spent all year helping each other out, the bloodline and all this, that, and the third. So now we're going to get to the biggest show of the year. And all of a sudden, we're going to not jump in. How does that make any sense? And mind you, it wasn't like Cody was just by himself. You had the undisputed tag team champions, KO and Sammy, out there to help him as well. And truthfully, they pretty much tried to screw Roman Reigns, and I honestly thought that that was going to happen. I mean, they went in there and beat Roman up once the ref was down. Super kicks him. Both of them hit their finishers. But there'd be no issue if that's how the match ended, though. 
We wouldn't be saying that Cody didn't win clean. So, again, Roman Reigns wound up winning a match. He cheated. Yeah, that's what heels do. Okay, this is wrestling. That's what happens when you're in a faction. All right? Solo Sokoa with the Samoan Spike right in the corner while the ref wasn't looking. That was amazing. <laughs> like, it really was. And then he hit him with the spear, and then it was just over. And I'm telling you, I'm not going to lie. I sat there in disbelief. I could not believe it. All right? And I couldn't believe it because, like everyone else, I thought this was Cody's destiny to win this championship. But that's why he lost, because of destiny. Because despite the fact that it was Cody's destiny to win, Roman still defeated him. And when you think destiny, you know, you kind of think, you know, this was written in the books by God from, you know, years ago. Even God could not defeat Roman Reigns. And, and, and that is why he won. It's because we needed to establish that Roman is the greatest of all time. And he got a long ways to go. But I feel like this was the right decision. I feel like long term, this is the best decision. Roman Reigns will continue to do what he has done throughout the entire year. And that is elevate the rest of the company and the talent. Roman Reigns and the bloodline and Paul Heyman and everybody involved has done an amazing job this year. He has ele they have all elevated each other. KO and Sammy are elevated because of their association with Roman Reigns, and they did not, neither of them won the WWE Championship. And again, we go through this over and over again where we constantly think that Roman winning is a bad decision, and it constantly proves, to, and it, it's constantly shown that that is not the case, okay? We thought when he fought Drew McIntyre that that was the perfect time to end the, to end the title reign. And we thought not doing it then was a huge mistake. How did that turn out? Perfectly fine. Then we get to Elimination Chamber, and we think, oh, now is the time for him to lose against Sami Zayn. He won, and we thought, that was a mistake. How did that turn out? Perfectly fine. And now we get to WrestleMania, and he defeats Cody, and we think, this was a mistake. I got a spoiler, not a prediction. It's going to be fine. Cody will be okay. The roster will be okay. And I feel like things will be better with this decision. I could be wrong. A month from now, I could be like, damn, they should have took that belt off of Roman because I don't know what we're doing. But this is where we're at. And this is what we're going to have to live with. I woke up this morning, and I realized I wasn't dreaming. Roman Reigns is still a champion. <laughs> it just is what it is. And it is deserving. All right. 
he has earned this spot. This ain't, and a lot of people say, oh, well, this has Vince written all over it. This is Triple H's biggest booking mistake and all this, that. You guys need to open up, all right? Open up your, your thought palette. Open up your storytelling decisions and just think about it. And think, remember, this is wrestling. We, they can do whatever they want. There's so many options. Don't forget about the rumors of another belt. All of these things, who knows what's going to happen. I will say at least hold your judgment off until tonight is over. And then perhaps we can see what the thought process or the planning might be. But as I said previously with everyone else, congratulations to Cody. All right, on fulfilling part of the destiny, which was main eventing WrestleMania. That is not something a lot of people do. You guys do realize Seth Rollins has not main evented WrestleMania yet, aside from the cash-in. So don't feel sorry for Cody. Don't feel like he's being wronged. He's being buried. He has done something that most people in the WWE don't get a chance to do. That's main event WrestleMania. Wrestle in front of a crowd of 80,000 people when they're there to see you. All right? So Cody did what he was supposed to do. And guess what? There might be a part two. We just got to wait for it. And again, congratulations to Roman Reigns. Head of the table, tribal chief, undisputed WWE Universal Champion, the man, the GOAT. I'm going to just say it. The GOAT. Y'all could be mad. I don't care. The GOAT. All right. He has done it all. He did everything he said he would, and he said that he'd do it first. He even said it in the press conference. The guy's father, who he just finished beating, told him a long time ago, that he got all the tools to be the greatest ever. And that nobody could take it. And that there was nothing that he can do to stop himself from getting to the heights that he was going to reach. And he's reached those heights. At the expense of that man's son. Now you can't tell me that that's not storytelling. And maybe Cody has to grow, go through this defeat in order to truly achieve what he needs to achieve. We're going to see. WrestleMania season, guys. It's amazing. It's always exciting. And the night after WrestleMania has typically been kind of uh, lackluster, honestly, recently. But here's to hoping that tonight we get some great surprises, some great story developments. And, um, yeah, I'm ecstatic about tonight. So, all right, guys. It's your boy Quay Jones. No we're wrestling. Podcast. I'm going to see y'all. Later.